0: Hello, bienvenue. Hola, That's, uh, That's Russian it. David. Uh, and welcome to the uh, Sports Bet World Cup podcast. I'm your host, Ollie Jones. Um, produced about 200 of these for Sports Bet across five feeds. And they've uh, finally agreed to give me my own show. Um, so here we are. And uh, joining me today to preview all the World Cup futures betting, we've got a former soccer room Blackburn Winger, star of the hit YouTube video, Brett Emmerton's Top 5 Free Kicks. It's uh, Brett Emmerton. Nice to be here. Yeah, or maybe even sports yeah. Brett. Um, maybe not. Um, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and to his left, we've got a sports bet soccer trader, star of the sports bet Euros podcast, and eligible to play for both Ireland and Argentina.
1: It's David Donald. Greetings, everyone. How are you? Um, I did tip up Aust- Austria as the dark horses in uh, twenty sixteen. So don't take Anton as uh, truth moving forward <laughs> <God>.
0: <laughs> you did also have uh, Anton Griezmann for uh, correct golden boot so uh, you know wins and losses swings and roundabouts and I think he was paying more
1: 10 bucks from memory 10, yeah, 11
0: bucks 10, 9 bucks I think he's about that again um, today we're just going to go through the futures markets for this World Cup and see if we can find some best bets um, it's uh, it's going to be a bit of a strange tournament I think boys I think there's a lot of nervousness going into the World Cup just generally around sort of how russia will cope with the major tournament i think there's a few people expecting to come back missing some kidneys um which actually puts me in mind of the fact that we are sending uh hummer and hammy so if you're looking for four fresh kidneys any Russian uh, russian mafiosos listening out you can spot those boys feel free to uh, dip in um but are you guys looking forward to the uh,
1: competition at all yeah, sure I'm excited. I think if any country should be fearful of Russia, I reckon England. I don't think to be Russia's favourite group of fans. Um shame Ireland can't be there after the Danes done us over in the playoffs. But um yeah, the World Cup is the biggest show in town. Um all the best players around the world. So many countries in a shout of winning us. It. It's, it's exciting a very open times.
0: tournament, would you say? Like this, just I mean, in terms of those top four, I don't mean it's open as in Morocco are going to go on a an, a, an amazing run and, and win the whole tournament. But in terms of that top four or five, six teams, if we wouldn't include England, which we shouldn't, um, those between those four or five, would you say it's probably the most open it's been in the last few years? Last few tournaments,
2: Brett? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's what makes. Uh, coming into this world cup so exciting i think those top four or five teams are just full of quality uh, throughout so very hard one for anyone to predict and uh excited to see how it all pans out
0: well let's um start at the pointy end of the tournament um the pointy end is always a good place to start um who's going to win the tournament boys i'll start with you brett i
2: like uh brazil i think uh they're a team obviously with with quality throughout and uh I think they're really, really well balanced and uh, obviously they had a very good qualifying process which they, they breezed through comfortably. Um, breezing through combo ball, never an easy thing either, to be honest. Never easy and that's what, what makes it uh, even more impressive. Obviously, uh, a question mark over Neymar and um, his fitness going into the tournament. So obviously he's going to be a integral part of their team if they're to be successful, but uh, I think he'll make a, a strong recovery and... Um, I guess, uh, like I say, I'll back them to go all the way.
0: Very nice. I mean, I, an able understudy there, and Gabriel Jesus. Don't um, forget uh, Mr. Firmino,
1: even though I think Jesus will get the, the gig ahead of him. Bobby Chompers. Yeah, they're uh, fantastic teeth. I wish I had a similar set. Um, they wouldn't suit you, I don't think. <laughs> no. No, you,
0: <laughs> your teeth are just fine. Don't, don't, <laughs> those teeth would not suit. They, there, is, there is no face in the world those teeth would suit and they certainly don't suit him. How much do you reckon he spent on those things?
1: I don't know. Every time I see it, it reminds me of that Ross team from Friends years ago when he goes (laughs) on the days. Yeah, like Brazil has obviously um, won the big fish and um, getting rid of uh, the manager halfway through the getting rid of Dunga has definitely um, changed the way they seem to be playing as a team. Um, Coutinho as well is there and they just seem to have strength all over so, and their group I believe is quite an easy group for them to get out of. So yeah can't disagree i have a different pick but yeah i'm not against that selection
0: yeah see like yeah their group is brazil switzerland serbia costa rica switzerland they were probably the most negative team i've ever seen uh the last world cup i didn't think they scored a goal
1: and then they managed to snatch a win um yeah i reckon that swiss team are pretty poor um they've got shakiri but he's probably not over the stoke relegation it's never a great sign when
0: your star player is a has been relegated with Stoke. Exactly. That's, um,
1: Xhaka has been terrible for Arsenal. I guess your man, the right-back uh, Steiner that's been with, excuse me if that's not how you pronounce his name, um, That's what, is he we've got a, he's we've probably got one of their better players. We're going
0: to have a very open-door policy on pronunciations in this podcast it's a uh you've got carte blanche to go with whatever you fancy so please don't anyone anyone who has a go at anyone for pronouncing something wrong is is a moron because it's not like you've ever worked that out it's not like well i've worked out how to pronounce this correctly no you haven't nobbed. someone's just told you how to pronounce it if you're if you're proud of, of of anything that someone has just told you then you're a moron and you're probably not someone to be respected so if you want to come at us with you know you've pronounced that wrong be ready because i'm coming back with fire all right carry on david i apologize and you know
1: that's okay it's like like my man from a 2016 for austria bumgartlinger uh, um, i just can't believe he's not here this time it's uh not sad about it yeah i mean the bum i won't get no No, no, let's move on
0: um who do you like david
1: On paper, I think the Belgium team is bloody awesome from the Spurs centre-back parent uh, um, to Chelsea, Courtois goal to De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku. I mean, the left Nangolin back in Rome. But my fear is Martinez, Martinez as a manager. I think he's stone useless, that lad. And I reckon tactically in a World Cup, he'll get it wrong. And there is pressure on them. And your Welsh boys in 16 and they also failed in 14. I think they can carry that weight of expectation with them. So, no Belgium for me. I'm just going to go with the all reliable in Germany Um, just to get to the business end in every major tournament and Manuel Neuer is obviously um, his injury cloud is not helpful but the rest of the pitch they've got so much strength and depth and there's unity there and I think they'll just go a long way.
0: No, I'm kind of inclined to agree I also have Germany. I think in Tony Cruz, you've probably got, for me, the the best player in world football. I know that sounds like a bit of a hot take, but I, I think he is. I think Sammy Kadira, who seemed to be a waning force a few years ago, has been you know enormous um, for Juventus the last couple of years and has really sort of, you know, his career has kind of come back to life. So I, I can't really look past Germany. I think at 550, that's
1: surely enormous value, isn't it? Well, when we say there's five or six... um. Teams in with a chance, I guess you got to be kind of they're in that ballpark as a mm-hmm. price, but um, yeah, Ozil Muller obviously from Bayern is always kind of scores at these business end of tournaments. And uh, I really think Leroy Sana, um, is going to come, come of age in this tournament. I've been so impressed with him at City, and then up front, uh, probably Timo Werner, mm. um, who's a new kind of Leipzig, the Leipzig, Leipzig forward. yeah, so yeah. They've just got strength all over.
0: Yeah, for the first time ever, it feels like Germany are going to a tournament with a bunch of actually talented forwards, because, I mean, perennially, they've had this problem of their forwards have always been kind of lumbering units that kind of somehow get it done, you know, relying on Mario Gomez and going back, um, what was
1: his name? Uh, that, Karsten Yanker anyone? Karsten Yanker. 2002? You, oh Christ. Did he score in four consecutive World Cups? Is that, uh, no, that's your, um, that's, I'll take these to the somersault. Um,
0: we'll come back yeah, to it later we'll for a pick-up. To it, yeah. Um, the, um, but yeah, so that's that, that to me is the team The team of the tournament. Uh, Spain, though, also, just to give you a sense of how good Spain are, I'm just going to read out a quick list of the players who haven't made the team. Uh, Juan Mata, Cesc Fabregas, Xavi Martinez, Hector Bellerin, Marco Alonso, Ander, Ander Herrera, Serge Roberto and Alvaro Morata. Alvaro Morata. If you are leaving that those players out of your team, you must be going pretty well. And, and the fact that you know it's going to be Andres and Yester's swan song, they're going to want to win it. They're going to play the same football that they've been playing for the last four tournaments. It's going to be tiki-tiki-taka uh, all the way. Whether that's enough to get it done, I don't know, but at 6.50, I will certainly be having a taste of it. Brett... Uh, got my heart beating a little bit upstairs we were having a chat before the podcast and he said that he thought his dark horses for the tournament I won't steal your thunder bro <laughs> who did you say? who did I say? I think you said England didn't England?
2: you? <laughs> yes um, I think they're flying under the radar a little bit at the moment they've got good quality within the team lots of pace throughout and um, I don't think the expectations are quite there like they have been in previous years so that could be a positive for them um well, I hope they do well. I'm. Uh, I like to see the English do well. They've got fantastic fans. So, so but, lovely to uh, hear
0: and hear that in this yeah, office so, so often. I'm. I, I won't, I'm not like. I'm not complaining to HR, although probably should do. But I'm. I'm victimized for my mixed heritage
2: I'm half yeah. Welsh half oh, as long as they don't do well against the Aussies I'm happy to see them progress through the
1: tournament well uh, there's a half Irish half Argentinian man uh, there's no English love in, in my camp <laughs> so.
0: but I agree with Bres um, so presenting the case for the opposition here What? what yeah. why can't England no, do I, look, okay.
1: I don't think they can go all the way but I do think what's going to help them this time is the expectations there is absolutely nothing there I think English fans are just resigned that this crop of players isn't what used to be in the past that's going to help them. Their group will help them. I mean, it's a cakewalk for themselves in Belgium. Um, you know, Kyle Walker may start at centre back, Harry, Harry Kane up front. I mean, the midfield worries me outside of Deli Alley. I mean, it's Henderson, um, Daya. Dire, Loftus Cheek in the background, you know, kind of the likes of Fabian Delph as a kind of cover it's, I mean if you think of the Lampards, Gerrards and uh, um, and all these guys and some of them not getting the game and then you look at that midfield, you worry, but I mean World Cup you know, knockout phase, 90 minutes, teams can get through with kind of like
0: It's a weird team for me. It's like they've got all this dynamism all over the pitch up front. They've got you know one of the best strikers in world football in Harry Kane. I don't think that's overstating the case. I think you've got Jamie Vardy who can be you know brilliant in spurts and is you know rapid. And you've got pace out wide. But then weirdly you have this incredibly stodgy midfield with Jordan Henderson who it's it's like having we've got these beautiful fast sports cars all over the pitch and then we've got this like dodgy old transit van in the middle of the field and Eric Dyer who. I just he's one of those players who like look he he does the simple things well but he didn't do much more than that and I just can't see where the creativity comes from that midfield I think Oxlade-Chamberlain going down is a a much bigger issue than people realise it depends if we if we play to our strengths and get the ball out wide and don't try and play maybe too much through the middle um, I think you know maybe sneak through <laughs> one knockout game but um actually I'm glad that you bring it up because we've got an england special um you know lots of wonderful markets framed by uh, you yourself david and, and the other two te- the other boys in the soccer trading team who will be uh, joining us throughout the podcast to uh add their uh, expert view um but we've got this lovely little special world cup 2018 england specials when will england be eliminated from the tournament gentlemen it's got to be on penalties doesn't it so
1: yeah. quarterfinal on penalties
0: quarterfinal on penalties three dollars on penalties you probably get substantially more but to go out to the quarterfinals we're looking at three dollars Brett round of sixteen round of sixteen. Two dollars uh, eighty eight if you if you know you're less hopeful than these two um, group stage exit five dollars which is, um, I think that's very tasty for me personally. I think if if England are going to, if England, I'd say there's, there's two narratives for England in this tournament for me. There'll be a, a group stage exit in complete ignominy after losing to Belgium and then one of these other teams in their group. Um, or I think they might surprise a few people and get to a semi-final and then inevitably lose on penalties to someone like
2: Germany, Germany. or Spain. There we go. Anyway. What do we
1: think of Southgate? I mean, I, I just find he's a terrible manager. I mean, he's uh, the, you played the, against. Was he, still, he was,
2: I played against yeah, him? Yeah. But uh, obviously, don't know much about his manager, managing uh, yeah.
1: credentials.
2: Credentials, but um, like, like I say, I think uh, I think the big fact here is that the expectations aren't there on the players, and I think that's going to drive them onto better performances.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think that's I think that's exactly right. The England teams of yore were crippled by the sense of like you must achieve and and f- I think finally after the last world cup we were like right fuck this. We'll just we'll just go in with a blank slate. You guys can go as far as you want. And you know mm. those teams tend to overachieve, you know, Wales were just happy to be there that is and then all of a sudden they're beating Belgium. These things happen. Um whether they can get over their case of uh, golden generation itis, whether it's sort of fully purged from the system. I do think that Gareth Southgate is a uh, drastically overpromoted. He was the 21s coach yeah. and then, and England went fairly well at the under 21s Euros, was it? it? won the comp. I
1: think it was that infamous shootout with the Dutch or something in the last 16, 15 or something. Yeah. And, uh, the final or semi-final. I'm not sure though.
0: Um, but seeing him on the, like, I've, I've met Gareth a few times. Um, and he's a charming man in real life, and uh, but um, seeing him on the sidelines does give me cold sweats because I can't see him in anything other than that grey Euro '96 kit, like sort of very tamely side putting, <laughs> side putting the ball in, into the hands of the waiting goalkeeper. And so that is just that is the the mental image that is burned on my mind. Um, and you know he did you know he did very well to recover from that, did turn that sorry episode into some. Um, pizza, ad. pizza ads pizza hut ads um which we'll put the links to in the uh, description of this podcast some of the uh, some of the poorest advertising you're ever likely to see in your life and sort of shameless anyway we'll uh, we'll move on from gareth southgate and his slightly chinless face to have a look at the golden boot right the um this is my favorite market in the world cup always because it's just staggering value for the whole market um so who do you think, boys, is going to be the golden bit one in this tournament? We'll start with you, Brett. You're the only one of us who's been to a World
2: Cup. Did you score at a World Cup? Unfortunately not. I wish I uh, had that on my list of achievements. But um, I'm very sorry for bringing it up. That Jimmy Cahill to. stole too many goals off me. Um, I like Griezmann. I think he's a fantastic player and just a, a born goal scorer, and he's playing in a, in a fantastic team. Um, obviously, France, full of talent whether they're going to gel together as a team and have a successful world cup I'm not sure but if they do I think he could finish right at the very top of the goal scoring list is that is that the thing with these
0: markets you kind of the golden bit you've also got to kind of think of who are the teams all go deep you've got to create a sort of narrative to explain why you think that player will do well and if france if france can get through the tournament without having a strike or you know imploding and I think they can I feel like Didier Deschamps is a I think he's a I think he's the best manager at the in the entire tournament is Griezmann then a good choice David
1: look Griezmann um obviously I backed him in uh, 2016 look he's going to be the focal point of the attack um as you say the kind of way of looking at it for punters out there is is something's to go deep in the tournament game time is important you know, like backup strikers like Olivier Giroud is not going to get the game time. I think, question your Deschamps man management when I think him and Benzema aren't lovers anymore. Why he's not in the this Well, he's not in the, in the, well,
0: not the team because he um, tried to blackmail Mathieu Bilbuena, allegedly tried to blackmail Mathieu Bilbuena, the diminutive. Uh, winger from the last tournament. And I, I won't go too much into the case, but it's a, a sorry tale of debauchery <laughs> and and some of some of the more appalling behaviour you could actually imagine. But yeah, that's why he's not there because um, he's a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. Um, but that again, that French team is as loaded and as deep as any any team in the tournament. Yeah, I think it's also important to look at
2: obviously the group. They're in because mm-hmm. um, I think that's when the majority goals will be will be scored, um, as well as if they can go deep into the tournament. So I don't want to say France have a relatively easy group, but they uh, do. France have a good day, yeah, against the, the, the likes the of ourselves and Denmark and Peru. You could get a few.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Like if. I don't see them getting off to a great start against Australia. I am, but then I can see them stacking goals against Denmark and Peru. And they're just one of those teams that if everything clicks, all hell might break loose. You actually had a different pick as well for Golden Boot, I believe, David. You were looking at… A,
1: Mr Lewandowski. Yeah. Um Poland. Poland. Um, top scoring qualifying. Um, focal points of both the Polish and the, the Bayern attack. Um, the man's just a goal machine. Um, I guess this the, Pol- the Polish group, you could look at it going... like If you don't kind of treat put the Poles as kind of a major player in the tournament, you kind of go Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. They're all on kind of par, but I think they'll get out of that group. I think he's going to be in for a serious high percentage of the Polish goals. Need a bit of luck, but, you know, kind of six usually wins this. I mean... Each way backers, you know, four places, you're talking three or four goals that could get you in the running and it's kinda of twenty-nine bucks, thirty-four bucks out there. Um I think he's a bit of value and the polls are kind of my dark horses as well in the tournaments.
0: Yeah, you you don't go too bad with picking the old dark horses as well, occasionally. Um the II also had Lewandowski for a slightly different reason. I just think he's one of those players who can score in real bursts like he's the type of player who could walk onto a field and and get a hat-trick in a game which in a tournament where the the likely golden boot winner is going to score six or maybe seven goals his ability to maybe notch a hat-trick early on or even score like four or five goals in a game is not out of the question um so i think he's good value the other one for me uh is luis suarez who is paying i think he's paying 21 dollars isn't he yeah, 20 21. Um, I just think they've got a p- pretty easy run, potentially, maybe to the semis. Um, and if they do, then he is scoring the goals. Um, Thomas Muller is my other one. He just proven World Cup goal scorer. If Germany aren't firing up front, he will be the one to pick up the slack. I don't like him as a human being. I don't like the way he runs around with his sort of tiny shin pads on. Um, <laughs> I don't like his weird legs. He just looks like every German footballer that I grew up hating, but I'm um, perfectly happy to back him if he if he makes me some money. I just think, yeah, Germany go deep. He could be, it might if it's one of those tournaments where the, the golden boot winner scores five goals, he'll be the one that wins it.
1: An outside one for me, um a bit controversial here, Raheem Sterling. Oh, <laughs> uh, Look, I mean, he's look. had a great season for City and he's scored a, like, a lot of goals. Um Harry Kane is obviously the main man, but if you think, we just talked earlier about that England midfield, there is no goals coming from that midfield. And I, I Vardy probably won't start, so I mean sterling feeding off him and in a group outside of Belgium there's gonna be goals in them two games against Tunisia and Panama. And again I'm thinking like the each way play there. Um at 100 to 1.
0: There are a few others in it that I um, that I think might be a little bit tasty. I think Philippe Coutinho at 51. If he takes the free kicks for Brazil.
1: Brescia's is probably best equipped there to put his Brazil. Uh, you read
2: my mind. I think uh, he's definitely a chance. I think he's the one for me who's going to probably outshine the likes of Neymar at this World Cup for Brazil. I am um, really impressive player. I've watched him. A lot this season, and love the way he plays, and knows how to find the back of the net. So, in a very good team who are going to go deep into the World Cup, he's a, definitely a chance.
0: Cool. Thank you very much, guys. This one, this is a, the next market we're going to talk about. is a bit of a it's a controversial market. It's a difficult one to judge. Like often with um, you know racing, you look at the track bias on the day, you know the weather, all that type of stuff. And this is this is a tour, This is a market where you kind of have to play in a lot of different factors. Uh, the player of the tournament. It's like a really political market. Lionel Messi won at the last World Cup, which I think was a shock to almost everybody because I think most people thought he had a fairly underwhelming campaign. Um, he is favoured again at $9, Neymar $10, Antin Griezmann 13 Who do you like for this one, guys, and what sort of f- things play into your mind when you're looking at this kind of market? We'll start with you, Brett, because the Irishman to the rest of me has been I mean his voice is so nice you can just sort of listen to it all day it is, it I mean, is sometimes nice. I feel like he's reading me wind in the willows and I'm just <laughs> sort
2: of drifting away again I'm uh, going to go with Coutinho yeah very like nice like I say I think he'll 26 dollars he's, he's pretty to watch um, and like I say I think the the things you have to consider if you're going to be player of the tournament it's going to have to come from a team that goes deep and and uh, Brazil will definitely do that. He'll score goals and, uh, like I say, he's good to watch. So
1: I think what Brett's saying is correct. I mean, there's a strong relationship between someone going deep in the tournament, the player aligned to that. And if you're kind of with Brett Brazil, that's the right play going for the likes of Coutinho. Again, I like Germany, so, again, going back to my guy, I like Leroy Sané or something like that. Mm. I mean, there's this kind of relationship there. If you like your Belgium, Hazard or De Bruyne, you, you know, De Bruyne,
0: most bets on De Bruyne so far at twenty one dollars. I just, I can't see Belgium going far enough, but if they do, it, it will be on his shoulders surely. And at twenty one dollars, yeah. that's that feels fairly
1: tasty. And I think if you think about England, isn't that kind of maybe an issue long in the latter stages? Is like they've got obviously Harry Kane, but like there's no De Bruynes or kind of. Hazards or Coutinho's. There's no one that can just open the. There's no quality midfielders whatsoever. Of magic. We've yeah. got
0: we've got four very stodgy, reasonable holding midfielders and absolutely nothing else. And like yeah, these pacey wingers in Marcus Rashford and Raz, and like really nothing. Like there's no creativity. There's just no one to pull strings. There's no one to like Deli Alley, I feel like he should be that player, but he doesn't want to be. He wants to be a goal scorer. He and he just if if we can convince him to play at the top of a a diamond and you know pull the strings that would be brilliant. He's I feel like he's one of the best potentially one of the best players in world football in the years to come. But he just he doesn't seem to want to do that, which is frustrating. He's the he's very much the poor Pogba of you know English football. Pogba has all the gifts, but whether he chooses to use them is uh, the problem. I often feel like Paul Pogba's football career is just an elaborate strategy for him to gather Instagram followers (laughs) for his real career, which is an Instagram social influencer. That is to me like why he's playing football.
1: He's a funny one, isn't he? Like, I mean, he should have been like just lighting it up at Man United, and I don't know what went on there. I mean, Mourinho's tactics obviously are probably a part to play, but... um, he just got that dangly feel about him, I don't know, he doesn't look elegant when he's playing and he's obviously a class act and he, he probably will come come good in the World Cup or whatever but as a Liverpool fan I'm quite happy that he hasn't had the greatest of seasons at United. <laughs> What's
0: he paying for the uh, player of the tournament, will have a look here.
1: I'd say he's up there around the 17 dollar mark or something.
0: Right gentlemen, we'll just whip through the groups now and you can tell me uh, who you think's going to qualify from each and... Uh um, we'll start with uh, Group A. Controversially, um, Uruguay, Russia, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. Who goes through? That's the weakest group, isn't
1: it? Surely, a terrible group. Surely Putin has been up to his old tricks here <laughs> yeah. and got something sorted.
0: Well, $1.22 all twenty-two for Russia to go through, and I would dare say that that's where their journey will end. But um, are you confident Russia can go through?
1: It's a terrible group, so that's what's going to help them. Um, I don't really know too much about the Russian kind of. They're all pretty much home-based players. Mm. Small off up front is a pretty prolific striker. They're obviously going to be helped by the home crowd and I guess the hooligans on the way into the pitch as well. Um, Uruguay, I think, will top that group. Um, Cavani and Suarez up front, mm. just goals, goals, goals. Diego Godin for Atletico Madrid, he's just a class act at centre-back. Um, Egypt, the Mo Salah. What kind of... Influence. Con- yeah, influence. Kinda. Can
0: he drag them through to the... I mean, I like, popped his shoulder. He got Sergio ramos in the Champions League final. Clearly did that on purpose.
1: <laughs> Do you feel that way? Do you think Ramos... Yeah, look, we talked about it. I mean, Ramos, I mean... Look, he held on to him late in the day. And, you know, it kind of hurts. Definitely changed the complexity of the game. But yeah. I reckon that uh, you'd love him in your team. Yeah.
2: You love players like that in your team. I think... Uh, I used to play with a, a Robbie Savage who was probably not as good as him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, used to play against him, hated him. But
0: uh, Loves his hair as
2: much as... Oh, loves his hair and himself. But, uh, no, a good guy and, you know, when you play on his team, is the type of players you want to be around. Um, I agree. I think Uruguay would top that group comfortably. Egypt, it's all dependent on Salah, I think, and his fitness. Um, whether they progress, but uh, they're the two I like to to go through the next round.
0: And obviously Saudi Arabia, but previous team, do we not think that they're, they don't seem to have, who's managing him? The former the former Chile manager, whose name briefly escapes me, um, don't think there's much chance of them getting out of the group, $9, could they spring any upsets?
1: I wouldn't rule them out because it's such a bad group mm. and there's kind of standard in there. I think that's going to help the Saudis. I don't really know much about them. Um, Compact I think,
0: defensive. I think
1: the draw, I think the way the draw in the group, it kind of helped them as in to, to play Japan at home in the last game when Japan were already true. Mm. So Japan had put the cue in the rack. Um, Bert, obviously, that was his ex-club. I believe money kind of drove him out of there. But look, I think I would was, probably think Uruguay will win it. Um, Russia probably will scrape into second. Yeah. My understanding is that the Saudis wanted a bit more
0: influence. They were, a, they wanted to sack all his backroom team and replace them with Saudis, and they wanted him to live there, and they wanted some more say on the style of football. And obviously, it was probably a bridge too far, and he said, yeah, nah, I'm going to go back to... I'm, I won't do my Dutch accent, although it is a very good one. Uh, anyway, moving on to Group B, we've got Spain, Portugal, Morocco, Iran. Uh, Brett, is there any chance that... Morocco or Iran upset the apple cart here and, and get out
2: not in my opinion they've got <coughs> Buckley's chance <laughs> no. think, uh, Spain and Portugal almost guaranteed to progress almost
0: guaranteed and David I'd
1: have you, uh, to agree there yeah like I mean um, Iran Quirós. Quiro, you yeah, Quiroz, Quiroz Carlos Queiroz. Carlos Queiroz. he's in charge there to finish above he's been, been in charge for a long yeah. time since 2011 I think but they're no good aren't they they're no good um, Portugal you know the Ronaldo effect seen a stat out there since 2014 they've lost two competitive games in that time and both times he wasn't playing so it's all about him um, they have an aging kind of defence Pepe still floating about 35 years old Fonte or um, Alves that was at Rangers yeah uh, probably will partner them. I think mean, they're go- gooses cooked. I think they were very lucky in 2016. Um, but that said, I think Spain and Portugal to get through the group and Spain to top it.
0: Yeah, I think mean that's, I think. I mean, I disagree with the, the, that. Um, I think Morocco are a very good chance to go through here. I've, I've watched a, a couple of Morocco games and they are a, they're a really decent side they're like a spanish cover band
1: hang on when are you watching moroccan games what's I've going been, on here i've been doing
0: some serious i've been doing some serious research for this um and they are they're a really good team people have looked at their results and just think that they're this defensively drilled organized team it's just because they haven't considered any goals it's not the case they're really attacking they're tiki-taka they've got some good players um there, there are a real decent chance to cause an upset here. I think Portugal. I agree with your problem. I think you know Pepe is still going around thirty six. Amazingly, still doing Pepe things. Age has not um, changed him at all. He uh, got sent off in the final of the uh, wherever. Where is he playing? He's playing. He's in, in Turkey, Turkey yet. Bursaspor, I think. And he got sent off in the final of the Turkish Cup. They're so still doing Pepe things, um, and I just think that they might, they might get rolled. Anyway, we'll move swiftly on. Next group, we've got Group C: France, Denmark, Peru, and Australia. Uh, Australia four dollars fifty to get out of this group. Can they,
2: Brett, do it? Are we going to be uh, overly optimistic here, or I mean, like, look,
0: let, let's let's. Um, I think what we should do is probably say what you really think, and then give us I the think... case for how it could happen.
2: Oh, I think I think we're a chance. I think um, obviously looking at the four teams, France are. A, almost a certainty to, to progress. They got too much quality not to. I think uh, Denmark as a as a team, uh, are a decent squad, but um, probably too reliant on Ericsson. So he has to he has to perform for them. Uh, Peru don't know a lot about them to be honest, but uh, what I do know is they're a country that hasn't been in the World Cup for over thirty years and uh, I know what it was like um, Playing for our national team when we hadn't qualified for 32 years and how much it meant to myself and and the public. So I think the Peruvian players will be be really up for it. So definitely backs against the wall, but I see no reason why we can't be competitive against Peru and Denmark, and if things go our way, scrape through.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that, I think that's probably the right take, David. Is that about where you're? Yeah, look, right? I think.
2: It,
1: I think it's a tough group, but I guess when you compare four years ago, the Dutch, Chile, and Spain, it was a lot more daunting. Um, obviously, the French are the standout team in the group. The Danes give Ireland a hammering, courtesy of uh, Ericsson's hat trick. He clearly is the star man. Um, I don't know, like if you're Australia or Peru, you're just going to target them, aren't you? Like yeah. the Danes mm. are just tall, they're, you know, they're organised. There's not much flair elsewhere. Jorgensen is up front. um, You know, two great Danish names in Sisto and Delaney. They're anchors (laughs) in midfield. Um, I actually love Peru. um, Simply because of the results just tell me that this team is good. They got rid of a manager. um, They were four points after seven games in qualifying. And they absolutely flew home. Um, Beat New Zealand in the qualifier playoff with some... Uh, Jet planes flying over hotels and dodgy Mm -hmm. antics Mm But And they had a couple of nice wins in March and friendlies. Um, Obviously, the Pablo Guerrero, the the Peruvian star man. Have you heard this? Like the captains of the other three teams have requested to FIFA that they kind of get rid of his ban?
0: Yeah, yeah. I just find
1: that the most... Baffling. Baffling thing ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's their best player for Peru.
0: It's
1: like, I was trying to, what does it look like? I was going... It's like say I was getting married to someone, and the bridal party decided to contact my ex-wife to see did she want to come to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's going on there? I it's mean,
0: a, it's I, 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 profoundly confusing. We were we were arguing over what he was banned for. I won't say that what what substance we thought it was, um, other than to say it's a. Typically South American substance. <laughs> 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 apparently not. Um, the um, I don't even kind of even remember the name of the substance it was. But yeah, um, they apparently they're not much of a chance without him though. So like, not just the captain, but very much the star player.
1: He's a star player. And look, to be honest, I'm not going to go into like that. I know an awful lot of their team. They've got Farfan who's in Russia, uh, Carrillo for those that are like watching Watford in the Premier League. Um, but when I look at the results, um, that tells me that this side is, you know, a good side and it's obviously not like at home and this kind of altitude of play or something like that, like their form as well. You know, Brett said about expectations, I think that's going to help them, you know, as a kind of unity, kind of, we haven't been in a World Cup for a while and they're going to be, the three teams basically, Australia, Denmark and Peru are all going to be looking at each other going, we can get points off each other. So each team will probably like France to maybe get nine points and let them fight it out for three or four between them
0: yeah if we say that it's so if we say that Australia somehow get a result against Peru they're the only other team they say so they're at $3.10 Australia 450 we still need to get a result against Denmark is do you just say to Massimo Loanga, you just follow Ericsson around for the whole game and just are you, my marking seems to be completely out of fashion in football but maybe we do just put um, one of our midfielders on him and
2: just on Ericsson and just try and shut him down for the whole game I don't think that will happen. I think um, if you try and do that, he's he's that good. You'll still find space to to hurt you. So I think you should uh, obviously set yourself up solidly at the back four with two defensive midfielders. mm -hmm. Um, Make it really hard for him. I guess to, to hurt us with his yeah to yeah. hurt us with his with his um, exceptional passing um, and we really need to focus on our own game plan as well um, mm-hmm. trying to create when we're in possession of the ball and I think that's something that Van Marwick will um, try and create within our team is I guess you're only dangerous when you are in possession of the ball so value that possession and and try and penetrate when the time is right <laughs>
0: it's a good motto to live your life by <laughs> the, uh, right we'll look at group d now argentina croatia iceland nigeria um argentina obviously votes to get through there. dollar 12 which i feel like is quite good value if you've got a spare hundred grand or so to just drop on that croatia dollar 45 uh iceland any chance of springing out of this
1: nigeria the um i think uh, if i had a tip up in that group i would be tipping iceland to come bottom um, oh. I'm going to be a bit of a spoiled sport because everyone loves them
0: um, Everyone shouldn't love them just because they do this they, one clap and they're small like, I'm sorry
1: yeah, they're small it's like 1% of their population or something is uh, or half a percent so in the squad or something it's or main really population It's a really reason uh, Gilfrey has been injured so he's a star man um, I reckon this Croatian side is pretty damn good especially midfield with the likes of Rakitic um, Modric, Kovacic and Perisic at Inter Milan um, More riches than it now. I won't Yeah that. Uh, Argentina obviously have got all the strikers in the world that you could imagine but don't have any kind of structure in their kind of defence or midfield so God knows how that plays out um, Nigeria kind of an interesting one it's kind of why I like Iceland to finish bottom I reckon Nigeria will give Argentina and Croatia a game a lot of English-based players indeed, at Leicester, um, Victor Moses in that show that's at Leicester, um, and the um, Wobius Arsenal.
0: Yeah, and, the, and the, the knock-on African teams more generally, and, and probably unfairly in recent years, is that they tend to have a lot of skill, strong and physical, but then less tactically sound. And I just don't think you can say that of this Nigerian side. I think they're as, they're as astute as, as any side.
1: I guess with Nigeria, they came to a tough qualifying group. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Nigerian teams of the past always seem to have problems over image rights and all that kind of stuff. So they're, yeah, so
0: they're still not in FIFA. That's the uh, the big knock on Nigeria. Is why why aren't Nigerian FIFA? Because they won't let you, their team be in FIFA for some reason. It's something to do with you're not allowed to, in their culture, It's it's problematic to have sort of caricatures of yourself. But, you know, you could always just embrace that, guys. And just, you know, when you're going into, before you play the match, just against Argentina, just set it up on, you know, amateur mode and bang 12 goals in as Nigeria (laughs) against Argentina. Like, it's not, you know, embrace the, uh, embrace modernity. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I shouldn't be telling people what to do with their culture. Um, Is there any chance of any upsets in that one at all? No. Um, I think, is Croatia beating Argentina an upset?
2: Uh no, I don't think so. Brett, would you imagine it was? I, I think, uh, I think Nigeria have a, a chance to up, upset anybody on their yeah. day. I think, uh, like you spoke about before, they've always had the the physical and I guess the um, technical attributes, and um, tactically this time around, they are they are improving. So I think on any given day they're they're a chance to to upset even the likes of Argentina, yeah. who defensively we know. Are, Pretty poor by their standards I
0: think that's, um, that's probably fair I have probably, probably spent a bit too much time on Group D um, Group E uh, Brazil Brett's favourites for the whole competition $1.7 uh, unsurprisingly Serbia $1.91 Switzerland $2 Costa Rica $4 Serbia and Brazil to go through here it seems like a toss up between Serbia and Switzerland with Costa Rica as the kind of roughest I don't mind Costa Rica to go through maybe
1: they've got Navas and Gull they got to the quarters four years ago Costa Rica Um I think, when you think about that, I think Brian Ruiz still gets a game with them. It's Fulham, so... Yeah, that's not great news, That's not great it? news. Mm. It's a tough one. Like, any of them three sides can probably go through with Brazil. Um, I mean, Serbia have got Matic, uh, milinkovic savic from Lazio, um, Mitrovic had a good finish this season with Fulham. Probably them to sneak through with Brazil, from my end. Mm. And is that
2: the same for you, uh, same for you Brett? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, probably the weakest of the groups. I think... Um, Going back to top goal sure I think it's a fantastic opportunity for a player from Brazil to put their Smash name on the goals, uh, Golden Boot Award. It's um, I can't see anything but Brazil breezing through. And from the other three teams, there's nothing i really like to be honest
0: yeah so it's it's, uh, it's a tough one so it's a pretty dire group actually i'd say that's probably the, i think that's the, surely the second weakest group in the whole competition interesting that brazil uh perennial fifa favorites have also drawn a pretty easy group not suggesting any uh shenanigans there although I clearly am uh, Group F uh, Germany, Mexico Sweden, South Korea I would suggest this is probably the toughest group in the competition uh, Germany $1.4 Mexico $1.83 Sweden $2 South Korea $5 um, Any any upsets there Brett?
2: Obviously Germany to to progress it's, uh, Then quite, it's
0: whoever swaps into the second spot
2: um, Mexico always seemed to perform reasonably well at, at World Cups and uh, I've seen Probably no reason why they won't finish second in that group.
0: You don't think Sweden with... Uh... So Sweden's sort of, a, again, Sweden are one of these teams that seem to qualify for every World Cup quite
1: easily. They've just got great fans. I always look forward to their fans. Well, the, yeah.
0: uh, certainly the cameramen at the World Cups also look forward to their fans. I mean, like, of all the... Do we ha- are we going to have some overs and unders markets on shots of hot girls in the stands at this World Cup? Yeah. <laughs>
1: In Sweden games I would say yes, but um, <laughs> I haven't priced up other nations at the moment. A lot of my time is gone into that Swedish crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're doing your research, it's important. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, God, that's, um, that's a pretty dire group. Um, I think Mexico quietly might go a little bit further than people realise, maybe.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 a tricky one to go, see who goes through with Germany. South Korea, you've obviously got Sun from Spurs. They've lost a couple of injuries, uh, key players to injuries. Uh, not a chance of me trying to come up with their names at the moment. Um, Korean isn't my strong Probably point. Probably Park or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Sweden, Mexico. Uh, Lozano um, at PSV is kind of a star in the making for Mexico. But I guess the other problem they have is in their preliminary squad, the two Dos Santos brothers are confident of making it. And I guess like that they're trying to still get a game it's probably a problem for Mexico. <laughs> Carlos Vela is still floating about. Um any of the three again to go with Germany, probably because of the Swedish crowd, they'll probably go with Sweden.
0: Well that uh, let's hope. Fingers crossed for the cameraman that <laughs> Sweden advance. Uh Group G, uh Belgium, dollar five. Um England, a dollar eleven, <laughs> an alarming dollar eleven for me personally. Uh Tunisia, five dollars, Panama eight dollars. This f- seems like the group with the almost you could almost pick the order here. Um is there, there's, there's no chance of... The only chance... The only mistake here, the only possibility is if England shit the bed and Tunisia or Panama, you know, overachieved dramatically. Um, what are the chances of that, do you think, Brett? You're actually on the England bandwagon, aren't you, pretty firmly?
2: Yeah, no, I can't see any, <clears throat> any real upsets in this group, I think. It'll all be uh, pretty smooth sailing for Belgium and England throughout this one. I think Tunisia and Panama have the quality to to really upset any of those teams
1: even on a, on a good day.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I like, can't see it happening.
1: I think if Belgium or England don't get out of this, either manager can say goodbye to their jobs because that is pretty much an easy group to get out of and they play last so both teams should be rocking into that game with six points at that stage and there's just nothing there for Panama Tunisia. Tunisia had an easy qualifying group. Um, any Sunderland fans out there remember Kazri, he was a disaster for them and um, I'm not even going to try and pretend I know anyone from the Panama team because um I think Ed was is still distraught over the kind of handballs in the line I mean, against I, the Americans.
0: Yeah, I can tell you that day, that day was one of the better days I've ever had in the sports Bet office. Watching Ed, so because the game wasn't on TV, so we had to we were just refreshing this hokey li- looking website, like that was like the only place we could find that was like had the up to date was doing a minute by minute on it. And he Ed is Ed is a man with a range of Ed White. We're talking about Ed Wyatt, the uh, SBS and. Uh, SBS sports reporter and you know our colleague, um, star of the Sports Bet Euros podcast, and he he's a man who has a, a a broad range of exclamations in the office. You know, he's very he's got one of those very yeah American voices and um, the noises coming out of his face that day were just unbelievable. And he was actually inconsolable. Bless his cotton socks. But yeah, and um, anyway, Group H: uh, Poland, Colombia, Senegal, Japan. Poland favourites, dollar forty feels a bit of value. Uh Colombia dollar 40 Senegal 220, Japan uh 325, Are Senegal is there any chance of them sort of repeating their heroics of yesteryear?
1: all 2 wasn't it? When yeah. they shocked the French. Um it I think all four teams in the group are going to be kind of happy when they look at the opponents. Myself as I stated earlier, I think I like Poland to come out of us. Um, Japan weren't all that convincing in qualifying. Um in the same group as Australia, and the Saudis. Um, Colombia have obviously got James, Falco, Cuadrado. Um, you'd imagine they'd probably go through with the, the Poles. Um, Senegal, Sadio Mane is there, but a few other um, kind of English-based players and the Italian Serie A fans. Uh, Kubali for Napoli when he popped up with that last-minute winner against Juve. They looked to have swung the title. Um, but Poles to win it, Colombia second.
0: Yeah, I think that's certainly what the market says and, and all the bets we've had on that. I don't think we've actually taken a bet for Senegal or Japan yet.
2: So that's, uh, that says something. Is that the same for you, Brett? Are you seeing it that way? I'm going to say Colombia first, Poland second. But I think out of all the all the groups, this is probably the most uh, evenly matched. I really wouldn't be surprised if any of the four teams were to progress. So, I think... Uh, Japan have also got a realistic chance. I know they weren't that impressive through qualifying, but um, I think come World Cup time, they'll they'll be ready and well-drilled and, and tough to beat. So, Colombia 1, Poland 2, but uh, anything could happen.
0: Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's probably about right, that one. But anything could happen. And with that in mind, um, we're going to go to our final segment, which is the hot take break. Um, and I think this will be a nice way to end every show. Um, is you tell me that something I don't know or already know or something the world in general isn't prepared for at this World Cup, um, I want takes that are hotter than the inside of a, a Macca's apple pie. And so I would like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you one off the top um, to sort of get you guys in the mood for this. Um, Portugal, I think, will crash out in the group stages. I've already said this. I think Morocco will go through that. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really go out on a limb here. I think Belgium will also either go out in the group stages or I think they will crash out very shortly thereafter i think they'll have a completely miserable tournament i don't think they'll score many goals i think they'll sneak through the groups and i think they'll go out in their first knockout game because your man at the helm mr martinez is just not up to it so there come at me
1: that's a tough one to draw back um i guess in that kind of realm russia i reckon As, I mean, I thought they'd scrape through behind the Uruguayans, but I guess to kind of change tact here and kind of pick a team that I think might fail at the group stages, I reckon there could be an implosion by the Russians, Um, Salah pending injuries, and hopefully I'm wrong, but this Australian setup has all the makings as returning from this World Cup with no goals, and I hope I'm wrong. Oh,
0: no goals for Australia and the Russians off to the gulag. Uh, for not getting out of the group, I think that's. I think tragically, I don't think those are the. Uh, I, I can't pick any holes in either of those. Uh, Brett, this was obviously a question without notice. Have you got any uh, super hot takes
2: for us? Well, uh, not really. It didn't give me much. Uh, <laughs> didn't give me much notice. But uh, no, I agree with the the call on the Russians. I think they could uh, exit the the tournament quite early um as far as, as australia are concerned i think um i think quite the opposite i think uh, they're going to actually surprise a few people mm-hmm. this time that's the positive ones <laughs> you know coming from an ex-socceroo i've got to be positive and uh, obviously being coached by bert van marwick himself i've uh, seen firsthand what he's able to to do with team. You a team You're and uh, i'm a fan of his and was very excited when he was uh, given the appointment as a manager. I know he's he's got off to a pretty rough start in the the two friendlies he's had so far, but um, given some time to work with the team, I think we could be see a little bit of a shock in the first game against France. I think, like Belgium, I think France has... They're capable of an implosion. They, yes, they are. They, they've got all the quality, um, but whether they can gel together and uh, perform well as a team, I think they'll underestimate us going into the first game. And I think that could be a, a recipe for disaster. Is that
0: is that what you think Bert will be telling them in the in the change rooms? Do you think he's
1: hammering that into the oh, 100%, uso,
0: 100%, yeah? um, They don't think you they don't think you belong on this pitch. Yeah, is, is he negative
1: yeah. he like from the outside he seems to play like that Dutch twenty ten brand of football seemed very negative from looking at it. Like what was he asked when, when he was in charge with you?
2: It was um it was no, by no means negative, but um, whenever you played under him, he was, was able to adapt his playing style um, in order to, I guess, combat what you're what you're coming up against. Um, we did that in 2002 when we won the UEFA Cup with him. We came up against some very good teams in Inter Milan and Borussia Dortmund. We were able to adjust our style of play to, I guess, um, nullify some of their threats, like we played against players like Ronaldo yeah. and. Uh, some of the best players in the world. You got any
1: Ronaldo's jerseys in your?
2: uh, uh no, I haven't mate I tried to get it, but uh, they... it was
1: gone. But
2: um, what's the like best I jersey say...
0: you've got in your collection that you played against best, Was the uh... one the one that you sort of, you know, that's that's over the mantle?
2: I wasn't wasn't one for swapping jerseys. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Uh, my own jerseys, I take more pride in. Yeah, and that's um... what I do take pride in as well. Is um, I got jerseys of I guess the mates I made through playing football. Um. Yep. Ryan Nelson, who I played with the Blackburn Rovers, is a good friend. For example, I um, got one of his jerseys and get it framed. So I guess the the I guess the mates I've made through the game is is more important to me. But um, I got a few jerseys. Um, Rubinho from the World Cup when we played Brazil, which is a nice one. But um, going we- back to what I was saying, I think uh, I've seen him do it before. We've we've uh, played against teams that had. More quality than we did, but we're able to to overcome them. So, hopefully, optimistically, that's the case for for our national team.
0: That's the. I mean, that is the hallmark of the Socceroos team. I think is the is the overachieving, like always, always better than the sum of their parts. And I think that's why um, why people tend to get around them so much. And I just, I really hope that that's a trait that they can continue to em, like embody. It feels like ever since they won the uh, you know the Asian Cup. Mm. Um, that was that was the first time ever in a tournament it felt like the the expectations were sort of greater than the talent. It was the first time, you know, being here for a major tournament, obviously it was in Australia, it was an amazing time. It was a very strange feeling in, in, nationally just because the Australian public were expecting Australia to go far. And I feel like that was kind of the first time in a major tournament I've ever seen that mm. Um that expectation of a Socceroos squad, and ever since then, it's been this, 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 this. The sentiment around the team has been weird and changeable, and I, I, I could, I really feel like a strong result against France, and all of a sudden, I think everyone's on board, and it's, uh, you know, we've got John Travolta flying the fucking jet out again, or <laughs> <laughs> hell breaks loose. Yeah. Right,
1: what about um, or two the quarterfinal against PSV? Van Hoeydonk scored in injury time. Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Was that was that wild? Like that must have been up there with one of the wildest celebrations of the. <sighs>
2: Yeah, it, it was uh, yeah, some pretty special moments, obviously. Uh, without Van Hooydonk, uh, we mightn't have got to the final. He yeah. called one of the best free-kick takers in the world and scored a few in that um, run to the final. Um, unfortunately, I, I missed the final, actually. I got a second yellow card against Inter Milan in the semi and about five minutes to go. We were given a corner and uh, placed the ball down. I was asked by the the linesman to actually move the ball back within the line uh, which i which I did the referee then proceeded to come over and give me my
1: oh no, i didn't know the yellow card a, uh, which the worst, thing about the worst thing <laughs>
2: yeah which uh, I still haven't forgiven him for but um yeah just uh I've had some bad luck in football but um like I say I, I wouldn't want to change the, the course of history because final went on to win the yeah win the cup and with me playing maybe they wouldn't have
0: um, I'm sure that's not the case. Anyway, we'll, we'll wrap this up here, and um, uh, you'll be hearing the. Well, you'll be finding us in your podcast apps um, twice weekly over the tournament, I think, um, with a variety of sort of betting insights and just general reviews. Um, so we look forward to uh, getting on to you. If you've got any questions for Brett or the rest of the team, um, just drop us a line on on sports bit on uh, Twitter on Facebook wherever you can find us. Just drop it. I don't know why I've got into an Australian accent. <laughs> yeah, just getting too much into the spirit. Um, thanks very much. See you soon.